Chapter 2, All Signs Point to You Tuesday 6.08pm So, I think I just met my soulmate. Call me immediately. Two minutes. Just getting back to my flat. Remus walked into his flat and went for his laptop on the coffee table in front of the couch. The call went through to Lily, who answered immediately. She looked cautious, but something on Remus's face must have calmed her because she broke out into a wide smile. I need to know everything. Is he fit? Remus laughed. That's the most important question? Of course it is. She rolled her eyes. You can't have an ugly soulmate. He's so fit. Remus leaned back against the couch, scrubbing his eyes. He sat up and signed again. Honestly, he's too fit for me. Lily scoffed. Stop telling lies. You're gorgeous. What else about him? Remus bit his lip, then signed. He signs, Lily. I thought he was hearing. She tilted her head to the side as she answered him. He is, but he said I learned sign for you. Remus felt himself melting again at how perfect that was. He even signed when he spoke with his friend, and his friend signs, too. Remus, that's wonderful. Lily looked like she might be tearing up, and Remus honestly felt like he was in danger of it too. It really is. It never occurred to me that he might. Or that he would care enough to learn. Remus felt like he was exposing himself on a raw edge as he said it. Oh, Remus. Of course he did. He's your soulmate, right? Lily waved her hands in front of her face, clearing the air. I need more details, though. How did you meet? What happened? Remus told her the story, and Lily was practically giddy by the end. You're having dinner with him. Remus, that's fab. Do you want me to come over and help you pick out clothes? Remus scrunched his nose. It's not that serious. I don't need a special outfit. Lily looked at him blankly, the set of her features letting him know that she would not accept the argument. Your first date with your soulmate is absolutely a reason for a special outfit. This is ridiculous, Lily. Remus signed as she held up another shirt and discarded it. You've gone through my whole closet. It's not ridiculous. She picked up one of the jumpers she discarded earlier, a cerulean blue one that Remus's mum had bought him because of the way it brought out his eyes, and held it up to Remus. You can't wear just anything. Remus groaned and laid back on the bed, signing into the air. You're making me more nervous for this. No. Don't be nervous. He's your soulmate. It'll be great. Remus twisted his lips into a grimace. Maybe. Definitely. Lily turned back toward his closet, holding a finger up over her shoulder indicating she'd be back. Remus sighed, and grabbed his phone. He opened the messages he'd exchanged with Sirius since they met. Tuesday 6.13pm <coughs> I'm so glad to have finally met you. This might be the best day of my life so far. I hope that's not too much to say. It's not too much. I was really happy to meet you too. So, dinner Friday? Do you have any preferences or food restrictions, or should I just pick? You can pick. No restrictions here. Except somewhere not too dark. It's hard to read lips if the lights are dim.
Thank you for letting me know. I'll keep that in mind. Yesterday, 12.47 p.m. How do you feel about Flaming Phoenix? I can make reservations for us. www.flamingphoenix.com I've never eaten there, but it looks great. Great. I'll make a reservation at 8 o'clock then. Do you want to meet at the restaurant, or I could pick you up at your building? Oh, no. Let's meet at the restaurant. Sure, that's great. I can't wait to see you. Me too. Remus had reread the messages over and over again. Which was ridiculous, because they didn't really say much, except Remus felt like it said everything. Sirius accommodated him without asking, without making his hearing a big deal. He'd never met a hearing person so considerate. It was the only reason Remus was excited for the date. Well, maybe not the only reason. He was very fit. Lily came back carrying a green button-down shirt that Remus rarely wore. He made a face when she walked in with it. She dropped her hands in frustration. What? That shirt is uncomfortable. The sleeves are wrong, and it pulls at my wrists when I sign. Lily rolled her eyes. Is that all? The sleeves? Remus nodded. Isn't that bad enough? It's uncomfortable to sign. Lily shook her head. That's so easy to fix. Here's what you do. Wear the sleeves down until you sit at the table, then roll them up to about halfway up your arms. Remus looked at her blankly. Why? Lily patted his arm and smiled. Just trust me. Remus was already pulling his sleeves down under his coat on the walk to the restaurant, and he already regretted trusting Lily about the shirt. Why didn't he just wear one of his comfy jumpers? Shouldn't his soulmate know and accept that about him? He felt his phone buzz in his pocket, pulling it out to find a message from Sirius. Today, 7.58 p.m. I'm here. I'll wait up front until you get here. I'm walking up now. I see you. Remus looked up from his phone as he walked into the restaurant and found Sirius standing on the other side of the room. Remus froze. He knew that Sirius was good-looking from the first time they met. He would have to be blind not to notice it. However, Remus's memory of Sirius didn't live up to the reality of him at all. Sirius was tall, standing at least a few inches over Remus's height by his estimation. His hair was long, hanging around his shoulder in soft curls that Remus couldn't decide if they were natural. It was a dark ebony, but under the bright lights, Remus could see that it was so much more complex than that. If he focused, he could see blue, red, and green strands mixed in with the black, reflecting rainbows from the lights around him. His eyes were like something from another world. Molten silver, or perhaps melted steel. Ethereal and sparkling, like nothing Remus had ever seen before. Just looking at his eyes made Remus want to grab a paper and some charcoal to try to capture the essence of his eyes that couldn't be defined by words. His face seemed to be carved from marble, all smooth lines and sharp edges, and Remus wondered if it would be cool to the touch if he reached out.
his fingers itched to stretch before him, wanting to brush along the smooth planes of his face. Instead, Remus kept his fingers at his side and smiled as Sirius approached him, and tried to find a way to breathe again. Hello, Remus. He used Remus's name sign, and it made Remus smile wider. Ready to grab a table? Remus nodded, and Sirius turned to the host stand. He smiled shyly at Remus, then spoke and signed. We have reservations under black. The host led them to a table, and he saw her start speaking before she turned around. Remus sighed, but he glanced at Sirius, who signed. She said to follow her to our table. He gestured for Remus to follow after her. They approached a booth in the corner, and the host set down two menus before walking away abruptly. Remus looked back at Sirius, who gestured for him to pick a side. Remus took off his coat and slid into the booth against the wall, glad he could pick the seat where no one would walk up behind him. Sirius slid into the seat across from him, and for a moment they just looked at each other. Remus grabbed his menu, setting it open in front of him, and signed. Have you been here before? What's good? Sirius opened his menu as well, and Remus unbuttoned his sleeves. He began rolling his sleeves up, folding the cuff over until it was at the right height. Sirius began signing before he looked up. I've only been here once, but... He cut off when he saw Remus rolling up his second sleeve. His lips were parted slightly, two mauve half circles. He licked his lip, biting the middle of the lower one. Remus smirked. Perhaps Lily was right. He'd have to tell her. Sirius shook his head, like he was trying to clear it. He looked up and met Remus's eyes, a delicate pink blush coloring his cheeks. Sorry, I got distracted. I had the salmon the last time I was here. It was really good, but I'll probably go for something else this time. Remus nodded, looking down at the menu. I think I'm going to get the steak. He looked up and saw Sirius closing his menu. Good choice. I'm going to get pasta. Did you want to share some wine? Remus shrugged. I'm not very good at picking out wine, but I'd share some with you if you ordered. The server walked up, and Remus tapped his finger on the table three times and leaned back in his chair. Sirius looked confused at his hand. The waiter flipped open a notepad as she stepped up to the table. Remus looked up at her face to read her lips. Can I get you something to drink? Sirius ordered the wine, and then they ordered their meals. When the server walked away, a heavy tension fell over the table. There was so much to talk about, and Remus had no idea where to begin. Sirius rubbed his hands together, then signed. So tell me about you. What do you want to know? Remus signed back. Sirius smiled broadly. Everything. Remus laughed. Hi, my name is Remus. Well, that's the one thing I know about you. He smiled regardless. My name is Sirius. Remus tapped his fingers together, thinking for a moment. What are your pronouns? Mine are he him, but I don't mind they them. Sirius's face lit up. Tonight, he him. Actually, usually he him, but not always. I'm gender fluid. All right. Let me know when it changes. Remus asked. Sirius's smile turned soft. You mean that, don't you? Remus must have had a confused look on his face, 
because he waved his hand in the air for a moment before continuing. It's just that people don't usually ask for pronouns, much less accept that mind change. I'm pleasantly surprised, I guess. If that makes sense. Maybe something like finding out your hearing soulmate can sign fluently. Remus asked, then regarded Sirius with a raised eyebrow. Sirius only shrugged. When did you learn to sign? Well, when I turned 17, I woke up with these funny marks on my arm. Sirius held out his left arm as though Remus didn't know what marks he meant. Remus laughed. No, really though. I woke up and had no idea what they were. It took a few months before I found someone who told me what they meant. He ducked his head, biting back laughter, then looked up again. I have to say, I'm deaf, asshole was just about the perfect message in that moment. It felt a bit like you were reaching out to slap me all the way back before I even knew you. I'm sorry. Remus made the circular sign, ending with a small shrug of his shoulders. Sirius laughed. Don't be. It was like motivation. Every time it got difficult, I looked down and saw I'm deaf, asshole, and it was a reminder that this was something I had to do. Like my soulmate needed me to figure this out, and that's why I had to do it. Remus didn't respond. He just looked at Sirius, and the way his lips curled up slightly into a half-smile. It baffled Remus, honestly. Sirius was beating all of his expectations. Sirius caught something on his face, and gave Remus a curious look. What? Remus shook his head. I never dared to hope that my soulmate would know how to sign. Or that you'd be so fluent in it. Sirius looked surprised. It seemed like the obvious choice, once I knew. How else would we have communicated? Remus shrugged. I don't know. I've just never met a hearing person who really cared to learn. It's easier for hearing people to forget deaf people exist, or how we approach the world. I just underestimated you, I guess. I'm sorry you've had that experience. Sirius tapped his fingers on the table, his lips twisting into a thoughtful look for a moment before he continued. I won't pretend that it didn't take me a while to get here. I struggled with it for a while, but it always seemed worth it to me. Will you tell me about it? Remus asked the question before he thought about it, then pulled back. If you want to, that is. He noticed the server coming back, and tapped the table three times and sat up. Sirius looked down at his hand, but before he could say anything, the server came back with their bottle of wine and two glasses. She opened the bottle, pouring a small amount for Sirius to try. He offered it to Remus, who waved him off. Instead, Remus watched as the deep garnet liquid met Sirius's pursed rouge lips, and the way his mauve tongue darted out over his lip to catch the drop of wine there. He savored it for a moment before nodding at the server, who poured them both a glass. Sirius turned back to him when the server left, swirling the glass slightly between his fingers before signing. Where were we? Will you tell me about learning to sign? Sirius nodded, and launched into the story. I didn't do well at first. After someone told me what it was, I picked up a book on basic signs. James helped me practice, teaching myself one sign at a time. I thought I was doing all right. Managed to learn every sign in the book more or less. Remus smiled. What was that, like 50 signs? Sirius bit back his own smile. 47, actually. I was very proud. Ready to meet you any day, I thought. Then I met Kingsley. That was a twist Remus hadn't expected. Who is Kingsley? 
I met Kingsley shortly after I finished school. He's a coder. Child of deaf adults. I showed him my arm and told him I was learning sign language. He looked away for a moment and laughed. When I showed him what I had learned, he was not impressed, to say the least. He asked me if I was planning to hire a translator to always be around, because I would never be able to talk to you at the level we were, or if I was planning to force you to always write to communicate with me. He sighed. I guess that's what you were expecting with a hearing soulmate. Sort of. Remus admitted. In a best-case scenario. Sirius furrowed his brows. What's the worst-case scenario? I didn't expect to meet you at all. Remus showed his arm. If you walked away after saying this, or didn't try harder to get my attention, I might have entirely missed you. Or if we did meet, that you wouldn't want a deaf soulmate and all the trouble that goes along with it. Sirius looked solemnly at his hands. I know that maybe it's too late for reassurances, but that was never going to happen. I was prepared to do whatever it took to get to you. After Kingsley gave me a reality check, I went to James and told him I felt like I didn't deserve to meet you. That's not true. Sirius shrugged. It felt like it. If I couldn't do something as basic as learn how to communicate with you. So James and I made a plan. I signed up for BSL classes and took them two nights a week. James surprised me and went along. He said that, as my best friend, he would need to be able to communicate with my soulmate too, so he had to learn as well. I convinced Kingsley to sign with me so that I could learn to sign faster. How long did it take you? Remus asked. Well, after six months, Kingsley took me to a deaf event as sort of a test of how I'd do. Sirius laughed. It was terrible, but it showed me how far I had to go. I kept working with Kingsley and James, and I sought out more people who could help me improve. And now, I'm here, and we can talk without having a translator or writing to each other. He shrugged. I don't know what to say. Remus felt his eyes sting a bit, but he willed himself not to cry. Not to give in to that particular urge tonight. You've done so much to prepare to meet me, and I just... Remus shook his head, taking a moment to collect himself. I always assumed I'd never actually meet you, and you went out of your way to make sure we did. I feel like I'm the one who doesn't deserve to meet you. Sirius shook his head vigorously. That's not even a little bit accurate. I'd be a shit soulmate if I didn't learn sign language for you, and you respecting my pronouns? That's all I wanted, ever. Remus started to respond but the server stopped by and refilled their wine glasses from the bottle on the table. Sirius looked up and thanked her, and it bought Remus a moment to compose himself again. Remus thought he was going to have to find something to say to somehow address the massive gift Sirius had given him, that Remus with certain pronouns would never come close to comparing to, but Sirius filled the silence without hesitation. So where did you go to school? Remus couldn't help but laugh, but he knew he couldn't really answer this question. The statute of secrecy applied to soulmates, too. Um, I went to boarding school, actually. In France. Sirius's eyes went wide. I went to boarding school. Not France, though. Just Scotland. Scotland is great, though. I was supposed to go to boarding school in Scotland, but ended up in France because they had better accommodations. Remus shrugged. We were almost neighbors. Wouldn't that be something? Sirius responded, with a bit of a smirk that Remus couldn't explain. Tell me about your school. Remus signed, then leaned forward on his hand. For a moment, Sirius looked panicked. Oh, it's nothing. Just a big drafty castle in Scotland. 
The kind of place you get invited to rather than apply to join. Lots of old families and older ideals. He tried to wave it off like it didn't matter. Maybe Remus was hoping too much, or leaning into it too much, but... It sounded an awful lot like Hogwarts. He hadn't seen any indication from Sirius so far that he was a Wix, but had Remus missed it? Remus chewed on his lip for a moment before deciding. Okay, I have a question for you, and it's either going to make sense or be entirely confusing. If it's confusing, you just need to forget I asked and we can move on. All right? Sirius looked amused. Sure, I'm all ears. He laughed to himself. Or I suppose, I'm all eyes. Remus rolled his eyes. Never heard that one before. He winked at Sirius, which made him beam proudly. Okay, so the question, what incantation douses the light? As he'd hoped, Sirius's face lit up as though Remus had cast the spell on him. Then, it fell. Okay, I know the answer, and I know you're trying to ask me if I'm actually a wizard. The answer is yes, but how do I sign a spell? Do I just spell it out? Remus fell back against his seat laughing. Thank Merlin. He signed. He smiled at Sirius. I can live with a hearing soulmate. Muggle? He blew out a long breath of air and shook his head. Sirius laughed and threw his napkin at Remus, which he caught. You didn't go to Hogwarts, though. Must have been Beau Battens, right? Remus snorted and rolled his eyes. I was supposed to, but the deaf accommodations at Hogwarts are non-existent. So I went to Beau Battens, which is basically the opposite. The accommodations are extensive. That's... Sirius dropped his hands and considered. I've never really thought about it, but you're right. It's not just deaf accommodations. Doesn't the castle have like seven floors of staircases? And classes outside where you just have to walk across uneven terrain? Remus shook his head. Just no chance for a child with disabilities. You're right. His face curled into a thoughtful look. I feel a bit cheated now. Remus snorted. You feel cheated? Because disabled students couldn't get accommodations? Sirius shrugged, smiling slightly. We could have been at Hogwarts together. I could have known you for years, and we lost all that time. Remus laughed. That's the cheesiest thing you've ever said. Sirius winked. That you know of. Wait until you've known me another few decades, and this won't even rank on the list. The thought of spending decades with Sirius, of Sirius wanting to spend decades with him, left Remus's stomach swooping. He wanted that, too. Remus didn't have to respond, though. He saw the server coming again, tapped the table three times, and sat up. Sirius gave him a confused look, but smiled at the server as she sat down their food. When she left, Sirius finally asked. I've seen you do that three or four times now, but I've no idea what it means. What are you doing? He tapped on the table in demonstration. Oh, I hadn't even realized I was doing it. Lily and I started doing it whenever we eat together. When we first moved to London, we kept getting surprised by servers who just appeared around corners. Remus tapped on the table. It was our signal for someone's coming to save us from some unfortunate surprises. They ate their food, stopping often to talk about their lives. Remus told him about working for the non-profit and working with the magical children. To his surprise, Sirius had heard of the organization, and his work was similar. 
Sirius and James opened a business training muggle dogs and magical creatures to be service dogs. We sort of fell into it, honestly. He pushed his plate away, taking a sip of wine before sitting back with his arm along the top of the seat behind him. We've always been particularly good with animals, and my friend Marlene was having trouble training her caniesel. They got it to be an alert cat, but Clarence, the caniesel, that is, Clarence, was resistant to any sort of service training. She asked us to work on it, and then it sort of spread by word of mouth. Suddenly we had a whole clientele. You said that's how you met Kingsley? Remus asked. Sirius nodded. He got his parents a crup that lets them know when the fire alarm goes off or if someone knocks at the door. There was a frightening incident where they didn't hear an alarm. Luckily everyone made it out okay, but Kingsley told them he'd feel better if they had something. They turned down dessert, opting instead to take a slow walk back to Remus's flat. They hesitated when Remus pulled out his keys. This was really great. Remus looked back at his door, wondering if he should ask Sirius up. Wondering if he was supposed to. When he looked back, Sirius was smiling, and Remus could tell he knew what Remus's thoughts were. It was. I should go, but I'd really like to see you again. As soon as you'd like. Remus bit the corner of his lip. I'd like that, too. We'll work something out, then. Something suddenly occurred to Remus. Sunday? If you're free. Sirius smiled again, and the way it made his eyes sparkle made Remus's knees feel weak. I'm free. Do you have something specific in mind? I was going to go to the art museum. I was going to go alone, but if you want to come too, you can. That sounds perfect. Sirius looked over his shoulder, though Remus wasn't sure what at. Can I pick you up, or would you like to meet there? Perhaps he should have thought about it more, but he didn't want to. You can pick me up. Ten o'clock. Perfect. Sirius hesitated. Can I give you a hug? It's okay if you don't like being touched. Remus's eyebrows knit together. Why do you think I don't like being touched? When James hugged you, you pushed him away. Remus laughed. He grabbed me and started talking. I just didn't know what was being said. Sirius's face went wide in understanding. Oh, of course. He's a right wanker like that. Remus laughed again. He held his arms wide, and Sirius stepped into them. Remus folded himself against Sirius, settling into him as Sirius's arms came around him. Sirius was just a bit taller than him, just enough that his head rested on Sirius's shoulder. If he tucked his face against Sirius's neck and inhaled the deep scent of his cologne, that was just the natural placement, really. Remus made no move to pull away, and for a long time, Sirius didn't either. They just stood on the busy sidewalk outside of his building, enfolded into each other's arms, and Remus didn't care about anything else in the world. Sirius pulled away, taking a step back, and then too. I should go, or I never will. Stay, Remus thought, but he forcibly kept his hands at his sides. Sirius walked over to a motorbike that was parked in a space in front of Remus's building. Remus's jaw dropped. Is this yours? Sirius beamed as he sat astride the bike. Yes. I parked here so I could walk you home. Do you like her? Remus could only nod. Good. He slid his helmet on. I'll see you Sunday, Remus. Remus watched him drive down the road until the tiny red lights disappeared.
Sirius drove him to the art museum in a car, and Remus cursed the weather for that particular detail, and Remus couldn't take his eyes off of them. Pronouns. Remus signed after a quick hello. Sirius smiled. They, them, please. They wore dark sable leather pants over chunky black boots, a soft charcoal cardigan over a sharp peacock blue v-neck shirt, and a slouchy salt and pepper gray hat over gender-neutral pronouns that softened their cheeks with a light blush. Every once in a while, their tongue would dart out and moisten their lip, and Remus couldn't stop thinking about what their lips might feel like. Remus was in awe of them. Remus was a regular visitor at the museum, and he was recognized by one of the docents as soon as they walked in. She greeted them with a wave and welcome, scanning Remus's membership card and setting them free into the museum. Sirius gave him a suspicious look, which Remus returned with a shrug. It was odd, at first, walking through the museum. Remus struggled to choose between wanting to stare at Sirius, because they looked honestly fit, and looking at the paintings. The reason he was here so often was that looking at the paintings made him feel like maybe there were others in the world who saw it the way he did, with the way the colors complemented and argued amongst themselves to build the world laid out on canvas. But how was he supposed to take in the worlds captured before him when it felt like his entire world centered on the person next to him? Was this what it meant to have a soulmate? This all-encompassing compassion for a person he still barely knew? Remus told Sirius about the next painting they stopped in front of, explaining the way the dots of cerise and French rose created a field of flowers amongst the beige and green strands of grass across the landscape, and Sirius watched him like they were enthralled by his words. They moved on to the next painting, and the next, and Remus filled the space between them with all the things he'd ever wanted to tell someone about his favorite paintings. Sirius continued to consume everything he offered. You're an artist, aren't you? Sirius asked as they moved to a new room. Remus felt himself blush. How could you tell? Sirius smiled. It's the way you talk about the paintings. You see them differently than anyone I've ever known. I've always seen the world a bit differently than everyone around me. After he signed it, Remus tucked his arms shyly behind his back, almost regretting the admission. I could listen to you talk about it for hours. Sirius grabbed one of Remus's arms from behind his back and slotted their fingers together. Remus couldn't take his eyes away from the way his fingers, knobby knuckles covered with rough, chapped skin, looked next to their soft, silky skin and manicured nails. It was better than all of the artwork, and Remus tried to memorize the image so that maybe he can hold this memory forever. They walked without talking for a few minutes, and Remus was unwilling to drop their hand in order to talk again. They held hands until they stopped in front of another painting. Sirius looked at him expectantly, and Remus pulled his hand away, somewhat reluctantly, to tell them about the painting. When he finished, Sirius grabbed his hand again, and they both took in the painting in front of them, and the feeling of the person standing next to them. They moved on, looking at other paintings in the exhibit hall, when Remus pulled them into his favorite wing of the museum. He dragged Sirius from painting to painting, pointing out the way the artist used particular textures to convey certain emotions or the way certain shades mixed together to create chaos. Sirius grabbed his hands, a wide smile carved on their cut marble lips, stopping him as he was trying to explain, well, something, 
but he lost the plot a bit as he got lost in Sirius's eyes. He pulled away one hand, raising it to wave his pointer finger back and forth, signing. What? You're cute. Sirius bit their lower lip as they continued signing, their perfectly white teeth bisecting their lower lip. I can't stop thinking about kissing you. I would really like to do that, if you don't mind. Remus felt the smile spread over his face as he stepped closer to Sirius, closing the distance between them. He felt Sirius's breath across his cheeks, their lips parted and tilted into a smile and Remus hesitated a hair's distance away. He watched Sirius's eyelashes flutter across their cheeks and their eyes fell closed just before Remus brushed his lips across theirs. They left the museum a short time later, holding hands as they walked down the front steps. Remus didn't want to let go of their hand, wanted to follow them wherever they were going because his whole world had been shifted under the force of that kiss. If the blush that still lingered on Sirius's skin meant anything, they were feeling the aftershocks as well. They piled into Sirius's car again, and Remus watched them with a smile on his face as they drove to Remus's flat. They sang along with the song that was playing, fingers tapping out a rhythm on the steering wheel and a barely restrained smile. Remus couldn't quite follow the words, but the happiness that radiated off of them while they drove was unmistakable. Remus couldn't look away. Sirius parked in front of his building, shifting the car into park and rubbing their hands across their thighs. Neither of them moved to get out of the car. Sirius looked at Remus again, and both of them couldn't stop smiling. Come here. Sirius signed, leaning in toward Remus. Their hands framed Remus's face, pulling him closer as they kissed him. Remus's heart stuttered at the feeling of Sirius's lips on his again. Remus wrapped his hands around Sirius's wrists, and when the kiss broke, he held their hands and kissed their palms before letting go. Do you want to come upstairs? It was too soon, he was sure, but he'd be happy if Sirius just sat across the couch from him for a while. Sirius's face fell, and Remus wondered if he'd done something wrong. Had he miscalculated? Sirius grabbed his face again and kissed him once more. I wish I could. They signed. I have plans. Oh, of course. Remus honestly couldn't tell if that was an excuse or not. He unbuckled his seatbelt, grabbing for his things. I have a standing dinner with my parents, well, James's parents, but... They cut off, nervously running their hand down their jaw, scratching the stubble there. That's a story for another time, but... Sirius sighed. I want to. Come up, that is. I just, I have plans and I can't cancel. Remus looked back at him, nervously chewing on the inside of his cheek. Can I see you again? Now that I've found you, you're going to have to work to keep me away. Remus smiled again. I would never. Good. Sirius leaned in and kissed him again. When Remus made it up to his flat again a few minutes later, he pulled out his phone and shot a message off to Lily. Just got home. From the museum. How was it? They're perfect, Lily. I think I could really fall for them. That's a good thing, right? Since they're your soulmate. It's the best feeling in the world. Remus set his phone aside, grabbing his sketchbook and some colored pencils, 
and he began sketching the moment their hands linked together, hoping to catch the feeling of holding Sirius's hand under the point of his pencil.